All right, so Matt, I called my insurance agent this morning, and I, I wanted to see about increasing my policy for fire damage. And when I was talking to her, she mentioned that they now have flood insurance, if I'd be interested in that. And I was like, well, not really interested in that because I don't know how to start a flood. She didn't find that funny. <laughs> I don't know why that got me. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Now, pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is Graveyard Tales. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here we are again. Matt, how you doing tonight, brother? Man, I'm great. I've been looking forward to this one. I know. I have, too. Um, so before we get into it, we'll say real quick, go check out the Podbelly Network at podbelly.com. You can find a list of shows that we're happy to be associated with, and you can find some tips and tricks on podcasting if you're interested in doing that. While you're on the interwebs doing your thing, go over to patreon.com slash graveyard tales, sign up to become a patron. We've got multiple different levels that you can join and our $10 a month patrons, they get a video version of the recording of each episode. They get an audio ad free version of the episode and they get an audio and video version of the weekly bonus episode. So if you're interested, go over there, patreon.com slash graveyard tales. So we wanted to go ahead and mention it is getting that time where yeah, Halloween is just around the corner. Literally, if you just hook around in the calendar, it's just around the corner. But <laughs> it's also that time we start preparing for our annual Christmas listener stories episode. So we're putting the call out there now. Go ahead and start emailing us your experiences, your friends' experiences, your family members' experiences, and make sure in the email you put the subject as listener stories episode or Christmas episode, something like that, so that it doesn't get lost in the flood of emails that we get. But we do this every year, and we're excited to start getting your stories in again. Yeah, and if you're if you're wondering, if you're new to the show and you're wondering what we're talking about, um, every Christmas we celebrate the, the Victorian tradition of sharing ghost stories around the fire on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you've got a, a, a weird, uh, paranormal experience, something odd that's happened to you, or, or you've got something that maybe a, a friend or a family member experienced, or if you just, you just know a really good, you know, ghost story from, you, you know, where you grew up, you know, your hometown, whatever. Uh, those are what we're looking for. So, you know, start sending them in. You know, we're going to read them on the show. And, man, I tell you what, every year we get more and more and more. So, yeah, keep them coming. And and they're so fascinating to know that they happen to you guys. It, it's just fascinating to read them and then be able to share them with everybody. Um, we'll put out a date on our Facebook page and stuff like that as to when we got to stop getting the, 
the stories in just so that we have time to collate them all and get them into an episode and recorded. But for now, just start sending them in and we will start saving them for that episode. So Matt, that's all I've got for the intro and the housekeeping. So why don't you tell us what are we talking about tonight, brother? Okay, tonight, and this is why we look forward to this. Um, we have a very special guest tonight. Uh, we're going to interview uh, Nicole Tito, and Nicole has written a book, uh, Estes Method and EVPs, The Search for Ghostly Voices. And Nicole Tito is uh, a paranormal investigator, author, and she is the creator of the ghostlyvoices.com website. Uh, she's been investigating paranormal sites for over 20 years, um, having done uh, or participated in over a hundred investigations across the U S uh, she grew up on the South side of Chicago, surrounded by all those famous ghost stories, uh, including the resurrection Mary story and bachelor's Grove tales. And uh, during investigations, Nicole says she loves collecting the audio evidence, focusing on EVPs and using the Estes method. And Nicole's going to get into that uh, with us tonight so you can better understand what the Estes method is and how that helps them collect this audio evidence. Um, Nicole, uh, much like, like myself, you know, uh, talking to Nicole, we learned that she is a physical therapist, uh, as am I. Um, you know, she uh, is a graduate of Northwestern University and has an MBA from Missouri State. And she currently lives in Chicago with her husband and her two children. And we are so excited to uh, have her on the show to, to talk about this stuff. And she was kind enough to share some of her audio clips with us that will be running throughout the episode as we talk about them. So you'll get to hear some of the evidence that she's collected in either Estes method or EVPs. And I'm going to tell you some of them are really cool, man. Oh yeah. 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 It's pretty, pretty amazing. So, uh, so sit back, get you some headphones in and you're going to love this one. All right, everybody. So, the interview that we were teasing to y'all just a few seconds ago, we're here with Nicole. Um, Nicole, thank you for joining us tonight. We're excited to have you and excited to talk to you about this stuff. So, Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, I guess the, the best way to start it out would be just tell everybody about you and what you do and kind of why we <laughs> why we've got you on tonight. Yeah. So hello, everyone. My name is Nicole Tito. I'm from the south side of Chicago. Uh, so I've been doing paranormal investigations for almost 20 years. I grew up, gosh, just hearing local ghost stories. Most of my family's buried in like the infamous Resurrection Mary Cemetery um, just outside Chicago. So always was visiting there and hearing the stories of the famous hitchhiking ghost. Um, so as I got older, I really started doing more research into trying to find legit groups in the Chicago area. So I was lucky enough to join Dale Kaczmarek's group and learned a lot from him about the different techniques with audio, video, photography. 
And I started finding like my niche in audio. So I really like doing EVP sessions um, and even just using a wide variety of recorders. I still have the old school cassette, although um, it's hard to find cassette tapes anymore because I don't yeah. want to reuse them because Man, I hadn't uh, thought about that. But yeah. I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't seen blank cassettes anywhere in a long time. I used to get them at Radio Shack when I would have to get the actual like mini disc for my video camera from my old school Sony Night Shot. And I don't really use that anymore. I, I use it, but I use like the um, it comes with like an old school Sony. Um, it's not even an SD card. It's like the Sony SD card. So just even finding some of that equipment's been difficult. Uh, so I started doing just a lot of audio and over the years, I've gathered a lot of electronic voice phenomena. And then just recently, I've been delving more into the Estes method, which I know we'll probably talk about more. Um, and that's more kind of a sensory deprivation type of audio experience where you immerse yourself in the environment and you're trying to promote like real time communication um, with the spirits with like one individual as a receiver and then the other the other individuals asking questions and we've we've gotten interesting results i was a bit skeptic about it but it seems like it has a potential to work and get some good evidence yeah from what i've noticed and you know i have not had experience personally with the estes method but from what i've seen and read and stuff it seems to be pretty valid in mm -hmm. in how it works well it seems like it it adds a layer of validity to your yep. evidence, you know? So, I mean, I see you're trying to eliminate that potential bias of somebody mm -hmm. wanting a spirit answer. That's going to match the question. Right. But mm -hmm. if you know the question, <laughs> you're, you're, I want it to say yes, you know? Mm -hmm. so, yes, yes. It said yes. And then, you know, it really said, uh, you know, <laughs> and that's why we've been really trying to. It's so easy to ask yes and no questions. And I'm not saying to get away from that. But like when the people are asking questions, we're trying to ask questions now that are more mindful that aren't just a yes and a no, because I feel like that will add another layer. If somebody comes back with something, you know, what color is blah, 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 blah. And they say red. I mean, that's a pretty strong coincidence. I mean, <laughs> yeah. especially, I mean, that's it's interesting. So. You know, there's always going to be skeptics about it, and I get that, but it's been proving to be more successful than I, I thought it would be, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I noticed um, in the book you talked about um, the spirit box that you, you mm -hmm. choose to use. Um, that, that interference that you're going to get in what you're doing, because it is scanning radio frequencies. Mm -hmm. I mean, how... How hard is it to distinguish this is a spirit talking, this is a random word that mm -hmm. was caught as it crossed over a frequency? I mean, I it, think, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, that's got to be pretty tough, right? I think the first time you do it, just getting used to that white noise, like that may be difficult but with the spirit i use the sp7 mostly but i've used the sp11 um some of my colleagues have that and that can actually scan it at a quicker rate than the sp7 i feel like you start to kind of get used to it because you'll get like a word or sometimes we even get sentences or laughs that will cross multiple stations and you can hear it because like you still hear that 
but then that voice or noise is coming over. So I think like sometimes the first couple of times you try it, I tell people, you know, just give a feel for it. Don't do it too long. Um, you know, give it maybe five minutes, see how you like it. And I really think having the correct headphones where you can hear it and immerse yourself in the environment are important. Mm. So I don't want to say it's easy, but I think if you keep at it and give it a couple tries, you can distinguish like the voices coming through multiple channels, especially like a sentence. There's no way sure. unless you're scanning it. I mean, I don't even know if it would scan that slow. Maybe it's like some of the old school um, devices, maybe a Radio Shack hack, but um, like the SB7, even at like the slowest scanning, you could you could hear like the radio station like switches when it comes in. Yeah. And uh, for our listeners who don't exactly know what the Estes method is, could mm -hmm. you explain kind of what sure. you do and, and how it's done? Mm -hmm. And if, if you want to talk about, you know, who first did it and all that, that's cool too. Mm -hmm. So Estes method start i mean it's a form of sensory deprivation so that's been around for gosh thousands of years but in terms of like paranormal investigations this kind of new technique a new way of doing it during um any sort of investigation came from the stanley hotel which is in estes park and i just want to make sure i have it right so it was in 2016 and it was by carl pfeiffer connell randall and michelle tate who and that information's in the book so they decided to kind of tweak their investigation a little bit. And what we do suggest is you have at least two people. You could have more as, as much as you want, depending on your equipment and who's going to be asking questions. But you definitely want to have one person that we call the receiver. And that's the person wearing the headphones. So that person cannot hear anything in the environment. All they can hear is whatever device is producing that white noise. Mm -hmm. Um, so some of the common ones are the Spirit Box 7, the Spirit Box 11. Um, you know, if you have an old school Frank's box that you could connect to, the Radio Shack hat. So that person's going to be immersed in their environment, ideally blindfolded, um, listening in on their headphones, can't hear any questions, and they're just going to say whatever comes through that device. Uh, sometimes it's sentences, sometimes it's words. They're not going to really know sometimes in real time if it makes sense because they don't know what the operators, we call them, are asking. Mm -hmm. So the operators are the ones running the show. They know everything going on. They can hear the responses, obviously, from the person that's under. Um, and they're just trying to ask like questions and see if they can have a conversation. Now, you can have multiple people under, and that's what I've been doing, and, and it's been successful. So you can have two separate people listening to two separate devices and sometimes talking to each other and talking to the individual asking mm. questions. And that's what I think it gets really interesting. You know, one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, you know, is it a coincidence? Maybe, but we've had where I'm under my colleague Lisa's under and we're talking to each other and it's making sense. Yeah. That's wild. So yeah, that's where that, it gets interesting. That's, inter really that's interesting. where it gets interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, the person cannot hear anything. So, so you don't you don't even know if you're successful or not. And sometimes right. it's dead. I don't get anything. Right. And and that's one thing that I was going to bring up later. But since you brought it up now, uh, you stated in your book that y'all prioritize authenticity and honesty in the investigations. And I appreciate that because I hate when groups make up evidence or they reach too far to get evidence. Mm -hmm. Like Matt was saying 
sometimes you'll get something that's and they go, oh, it said, I want to kill you. And you're like, no, that was just noise. You know, and mm-hmm. the problem is, I I think when 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 people do that, either make up stuff or reach too far, it tarnishes a, mm-hmm. an industry that already has a problem with people taking it seriously. You know, here oh, recently, yeah. I mean, Matt and I have noticed that the the paranormal has taken a boost. You know, we, we've gotten where more people are believing it, more people are willing to look into it. But, you know, there was a long time where people just thought all of it was woo woo. And then you had people that <laughs> oh, yeah. were making stuff up and it tarnished, you know, what legitimate researchers are trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate it in the book where you were talking about, you know, you taking it seriously and and authenticity was a, a main thing. So. Mm-hmm. For you to say, yeah, there's times that it's dead and I get nothing mm-hmm. that that says a lot. Um, yeah. But I noticed for me, one of the things with the Estes method, and I don't know how much of it you've experienced, but with having that in headphones and not blasted in the room, it allows the other people in the room to notice any environmental changes, any environmental noises, where if you see it on TV, and you've got some guy in all black running around a blacked out house with this thing going, <laughs> you know, echoing through the halls, you miss any, any knocks or footsteps or uh, EVPs or anything that would mm-hmm. come up while that's happening. And I don't know if you've experienced while you're under and someone's asking questions, if you've gotten EVPs or noticed any environmental noises or anything like that during a session. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've definitely gotten that. Um, I know at a couple of locations like Crown Point Jail and, and Crown Point, Indiana, we've done it a lot there. And um, there's actually, I, th- I don't think I sent the clip, but there's a clip on my website where I'm the one listening and it's getting pretty active. And I'm I'm even announcing like, oh, guys, I, this is Nicole. I don't feel right. Something's like coming at me. My K2 starts going off. Um, and then we had like a tri-field meter down, down the cell block and that was going off. And then um, I do have a clip from my home where we were doing Estes method remotely, which I could talk about later. But we got an EVP and my house is not haunted. So we I have noticed there's like an in there could be like an influx or uptick of other things going on. And I like what you said. I think people are more aware mm-hmm. the others that aren't under because, that you know, you could have other devices set up that won't be interfering with what you're doing with Estes because you don't have to be you know, completely quiet per se, like you're doing like an EVP session. Right. Right. And you know, that's one thing that Adam and I have, have talked about for years is that with the way life is now, you miss so much because there's so much stimuli around everyone all the time. (laughs) There's constant noise, you know, talking, you know, there you're hearing machinery outside or something. And if you're having knocks or footsteps or even the ability to maybe capture an EVP in your home or wherever you are, there's mm-hmm. so much interference that you, you don't even pick it up. And I think more people are aware of that and mm-hmm. they're taking notice when the house is quiet, when they're there alone in order to just, just see, you know, 
just mm-hmm. is there something else here you know did did the salt shaker really wind up in the refrigerator because somebody <laughs> put it in there or you know is there a, a spirit that's doing that you know <laughs> and that's why i talk about in the book too i mean you don't have to have all the latest and greatest gadgets. I mean, I do have a lot of equipment. I'm not going to lie, but it's been something I've been building up for 20 years. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to go to investigation with just an audio recorder. And, and like you said, just sit there and get a feel of the environment mm-hmm. and you don't have to be a psychic or anything. You could just go into a place sometimes and it feels ooky. I mean, yeah. it's true. You could yeah. go in and it's like, Ooh, something doesn't feel right. And it's okay to not have a bunch of equipment. Because sometimes it's good, I think, to turn turn things off. And I say, keep it simple. Just go in with an audio recorder. Because right. I still love doing my old, you know, I don't want to call it old school, but I, I still like doing EVP sessions where it's 10 minutes of just asking questions and I'm not recording it with a camera. It's just me and my audio recorder. Yeah. And that's still that's still fun to do, too. Well, and, and you brought up a good point when you said it, it feels a certain way. And then uh, a minute ago, you mentioned that you kind of stopped a session and just said, Hey, look, this is me talking. And I, I feel funny. Matt and I have discussed a lot of times that personal experiences can, they, it can be, I guess, paranormal experiences can be more personal than external. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you get feelings more from a place or a spirit. And, and I kind of feel like that's the way a lot of spirits are able to communicate. Um, cause we hear a lot that it takes energy for them to affect the environment or to mm-hmm. speak, yeah. but maybe it takes less energy to make you feel a certain way. And I think that's why a lot of times we have trouble getting evidence is because a lot of paranormal experiences is, is just how I feel right now. Yep. It, I feel weird. I feel like that person did or whatever. So I'm glad that y'all announce those feelings you know, that the receiver is having while you're Mm -hmm. conducting these sessions, because it may be a spirit that can't form long sentences. And so they just make you feel what they were feeling. And I know I went to the Jefferson hotel in Jefferson, Texas, not long ago. And I got some of the craziest feelings walking up and down the hall because it's a really haunted place. And we didn't experience much. That was the first place I got touched, though. Mm. But uh, the feeling of that place, even my son, who's now 12, he was 11 at the time. But even he said, something feels weird, (laughs) you know, and he's not super sensitive to anything. And he knows his dad does does the weird paranormal stuff, you know, which he Mm -hmm. he finds fun, but he doesn't get into it as much as I do. But even he was like, something feels weird here. You know, but if you have never been to the Jefferson Hotel, you should. Um, the owner would probably let you do it, uh, you know, shut it down for the night and oh. do an investigation there. Um, but I, I think you get some cool stuff from there with everything that y'all can do. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing you mentioned was the remote Estes method. How do y'all do the yeah. remote Estes method? <laughs> ah, so that I'm, I'm a big of a bit of a skeptic and my husband's even, even more, although over the years, I feel like I'm not as skeptic anymore. <laughs> um, so my colleague, Lisa Crick, who she's throughout the book. I mean, I've known her 
gosh, 20 years and we just get a lot of good stuff together. We have a good flow, probably like what, you know, you and um, Adam and Matt, what you guys have, you just have that good energy and flow between each other. So 2020 hit, um, obviously COVID, a lot of things were shut down. Traveling was limited. And I actually had a newborn. I had a, my first child was born in February of 2020. So I wasn't able to get out much anyway. So my friend Lisa Crick was like, you know what? What if I go to a haunted location and we try Estes remotely? I mean, we've been doing Estes for about a year and a half already. And I was like, well, how's that going to work? She's like, well, I'll go to the haunted location and physically be there and I'll go under. So she's like, I'll be a receiver, but I'll have like, she, you know, one time she took a si- her sister, one time she took a friend and she'll be like, I'll make sure that they pull me out if I need to and everything's safe. And then you guys will do it at your house in Chicago. And then we pulled in our friend, Jim, who lives in Indiana. And we had it where the person in the haunted location was like the receiver listening. And then we had another person at my house um, as the receiver. So either me and my husband and we put it up on like a Facebook live stream and I recorded it just on our own. We didn't open it up to the, the public mm-hmm. and we just started doing it like you would arrest us. So we had people asking questions as the other two listen and we got stuff, hmm. um, which I was surprised. Um, I really didn't think it was going to work, but this was the time when we got an EVP in my home saying watch and I, I sent this clip and I have the actual video on my website because I was I was filming the I was filming the TV so you could see it's none of us saying that word because you could see all of our faces uh, and my house is is not haunted by any means I've never had you know knock on wood any problems <laughs> um, <laughs> prior or even now I mean so I feel like that EVP was captured because of what we were doing like during the Estes right. and it's interesting like even while we were doing it remotely, we were getting things like, like the questions were being answered and she was only in the haunted location and we were just in our homes. Hmm. So, I, so it tells you like, you know, maybe you could get that connection remotely, which kind of blows my mind still. Yeah. And one thing that, that comes into my head when you're talking about that is we know spirits can and do interact through electronic devices. That's how we get EVPs. That's how, you know, your your multimeter will go off and they can drain batteries and, and stuff like that. So it seems like on the surface, like, what? No, that can't work. <laughs> but if you think about it, it, it seems like they can use devices. So why wouldn't it work? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm torn, but I see how it could work, and y'all getting evidence kind of proves that yeah, that mm-hmm. that's a viable way to do it. If you have, you know, you couldn't. I don't think you could just do it with a video live video and nobody in the mm-hmm. in the location. But I think if splitting, I think it could work that way. And Matt and I may have to try that since we're in different states, you know, may have to. All right, Matt, you go to this creepy place and I'll sit in the comfort of my own home and you get creeped out and I'll stay here. I I knew that was coming. (laughs) (laughs) another, Another creepy thing with that, though, is that same session. And of course, it didn't show up on the video. They like. We had that they could see me sitting there and they swore that they saw a shadow like run behind me in my kitchen area. Oh, wow. And like, so I was like, oh, now I'm getting chills. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want it in my house, but right. I, but I honestly do think it helps the person you do it with the years and years I've been doing this, you get like that flow and that connection. Sure. And I think me and my husband on the Estes together, it doesn't, we don't really get much. Me and Lisa get a lot. Yeah. My husband and his best friend, Jim Williams get a bunch. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think you find kind of who you have that flow with and it helps. Yeah. You have like that trust. And I think spirits can sense that somehow because sure. you're more open. Sure. Yeah. I, I get that. Well, I, I think too, you know, if you're, if you have that connection with your partner, you're bringing energy to the situation and that energy is just going to fuel everything more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, everything's energy. And so if you've got those, that, that strong bond, you know, where you're, you, you feel like you're connected on a higher level then that may be helping to facilitate this. So you may be exactly right, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I and think- I try to say, and I try to stay positive. I don't like to provoke or taunt. That's not my style. Right. I know it might work for some people, but even in jails, I just don't, that's just not me. And I've, I feel like I've gotten enough evidence where, okay, how I'm, you know, coming to a, a location, you know, it's so it's so it's okay you know like how my way of doing it i've gotten enough evidence that okay i'm going to keep it like that i just yeah. don't want to provoke that's just not my personality yeah that, I, i'm it's, with it's you. a good way to get something to follow you home yeah <laughs> yep i mean yeah. seriously or just it's, yeah it's just bad, ugh, well, bad juju <laughs> and to me it's like if we believe that most if not all spirits are humans who have passed then why do you want to be a jerk to this person and then assume that they're going to give you the evidence that you want? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> if, if I was a ghost and somebody came into where I'm stuck, you know, whether it be my house or something, and they started talking trash to me, I'm not going to want to give that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of spiteful as a human where if you, if you're that mean to me, I'm not going to help you out. I'm not going to give you what you want. I don't think I would be any different as a spirit, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I've never understood why people go in there and bow up to a spirit, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, I, how angry are you that you want to fight a ghost? I mean, <laughs> do, do you think it's yeah. going to, you're going to win? I mean, and most of those people, they hear a noise and they run anyway. So I, I think it's true. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of it is you get more, it's that old adage, you, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar because you can get more by being nice and saying, look, I, I, I know you're here, I, you know, sorry for you being here if you don't want to be, but we're just trying to help out. We're trying to prove or whatever and being nice. And, and I think more conversations can start that way. Mm-hmm. But even being nice, Nicole, have, have you gotten some you know, ne- negative responses that kind of make you go, oh, yeah. we don't want to talk to this one. <laughs> oh yeah. I've been sworn at. I'm trying to think, um, mineral Springs hotel in Alton, Illinois. It's in Southern Illinois, just along the Mississippi from St. Louis. That place does not like me. And I don't know, know why <laughs> I've, I've gotten F you. Um, I've gotten get out and, and I've all, I have all that evidence. I gotten that as EVPs, um, on my website. So that place does not like me. And um, Mansfield, I was I was touched. Oh, I always yeah. kind of, I always 
was like, oh, well, what happens? You get touched. And I literally felt something like go through me and it was not friendly Um, as I was just walking down like the, the I forgot, like the North Cell Tower or not Cell Tower, the North Tier. And I was like, whoo, to the point like I had to stop the investigation for a couple of minutes and uh, just because it just something went through me and it didn't hmm. feel good. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, it can happen anywhere. I feel even if you if you come respectful, I've gotten yeah yelled at. I mean, there's jerks that are living no matter what you do and you know people say that when when you become a ghost if you become a ghost you don't automatically change who you are like you're not a jerk in real life and then you die Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're this sweetheart as a spirit you usually carry your attitude into the afterlife so it makes sense that if there was somebody you know that was alive and hated women then if a woman came in there trying to talk to him, they would be angry at the woman and try to hurt that woman. You know, mm-hmm. you, you see that in a lot of places where this spirit doesn't like women, this spirit doesn't like men, you know, mm-hmm. that whatever. And I, it makes sense that even if you come in there being nice to somebody that was a jerk, they're still going to be a jerk. And this mm-hmm. is all assuming that spirit activity is the the ghost of past humans. You know, because there's there's theories on whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I've got weird theories that I won't get into, but you know, it, it's whatever. <laughs> well, Nicole, uh, let's give a uh, give us some examples. You you've sent us some some clips that we're going to be able to play. Um, talk to us about some of these. You know what what the situation was. You know how how it came about. Okay. So one of the clips I sent, um, it's Estes Method clip, and it's from <clears throat> it's from the Monroe House in Indiana, okay. um, and that's been on different. It's it's got a weird vibe to it. Um, it's just outside of Indianapolis, about forty five minutes, and this was back in April of twenty nineteen. So what we were doing, we were doing Estes Method. It was a private investigation, and my husband Al and his friend Jim were the ones listening, so they can't hear any of the questions, or and they can't hear each other. And then Lisa and I start asking questions in an upstairs bedroom, and you could kind of hear what's going on back and forth, and how the two men will respond to each other. And remember, they can't hear anything that we're saying. So we were getting some. They were very successful in that house, I feel. Um, it likes the men to be the receivers in, hmm. in that particular house, it seems always. And I don't know and, why. Yeah. And I'll play that right now so y'all can hear what she's talking about. Can you tell us that person's name? Do not. Okay. Ooh. What'd you say? I said, can you tell Here. us? Here. Can you tell us that person's name? Who should be right? So it's interesting to me because you get, you you do get the the feeling that there's a conversation happening Mm -hmm. where uh, in some of the clips I've seen and, and I'm sure you've gotten them too. It's, just random words. Oh, definitely. And and you can chalk it up to coincidence, maybe, even though I don't really believe in coincidences a lot, but you can chalk it up to, like uh, you and Matt were talking earlier, a, a bleed over of a, mm-hmm. a radio frequency or something. But when you get 
you know, a back and forth, a, a, a direct answer mm-hmm. to something that that's when even some skeptics have to go and hey, there's something to that. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of times we'll get like a spirit that really wants to talk. And then mm-hmm. there's like another spirit that. So if you have the two receivers, one's channeling that one that wants to talk and the other one's getting like that aggressor or that one's like, Shh, no, don't talk. Be quiet. Yeah. And that's been kind of weird, too. No matter the you know, the house or the location we've, I've been seeing that lately, like, you know, shut up, don't talk. Da, 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 da. And it's like, what are they trying to quiet? You know, right. why won't you let this other spirit speak? Yeah. Like you're, you're catching an argument between the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder on that, that note, I wonder if it's because there has been an uptick in the interest in the paranormal. Maybe some don't want us to know that there is, you know, something beyond the veil and they're trying to say, let's not let them know we're here. Be quiet. You know, and the other person's like, no, no, no. I want them to know. I don't want to be here with your grumpy butt anymore. So let's whatever they can do to help. You know, I don't know. So, yeah, tell us, tell us about. So this the next one is the the footsteps. This. OK, so. This was in the, <laughs> this was still in the Monroe house. Yeah, it says you guys were sleeping in the safe room. What is what is yeah. the safe room? <laughs> so this is the same night. So there was four of us, and instead of driving home because it'd be about a three hour drive back to Chicago, and I don't know, we didn't feel like getting a hotel room. We're like, let's just let's just spend the night here because we got permission from the owner. Um, so there's a room when you walk in that quote unquote is the safe room because there's. paranormal activity doesn't happen in there but that's that's a lie it's just it's Mm. pretty much the room where you could close yourself off from the rest of the house there's two doors there's like a door to the kitchen and the door to the upstairs so if you kind of close it out a lot of people keep that as like the command center so we just call it the safe room um so we decided to sleep in there because if you need to leave the house that's like the only exit that that would be the 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 safe room yeah for me (laughs) this is the closest yeah so we ran our, I ran my recorder. I'm like, well, let's see what we get. And besides the snoring, we got what sounds like, and you'll play the clip. Um, it sounds like somebody opens the door and I don't know which door, because when we woke up, they were both, clo- all three doors were closed. This is a door to the outside. Um, and it sounds like someone takes about two or three steps. And this is around I think four in the morning. Um, and again, there's just the four of us sleeping on cots yeah. and snoring. Yeah. So that- it was creepy when I re-listened to this like a week after I came home from there. I was like, yeah, Ooh. I, when I listened to that, I was like, okay, I had to listen to it again because you said footsteps and I thought those sound so clear Yeah, that it, it's like, yeah. it, you know, was it one of them walking and I'm listening for something more faint in the background. And when I listened to it again, I went, no, that's the only thing I hear. And then I hear somebody that's basically my kindred spirit snoring in the background. That would be me. Yeah. That was in, Jim. In the, <laughs> the, the deal. I, I would be the dude passed out in the back snoring while you're getting all the evidence and I miss it all. But <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that was interesting how vivid those footsteps were. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is crazy.
Yeah, that w- that would not be a pleasant way to wake up. I mean, you'd, you'd be excited. Hey, listen to what we caught. Hey, something came in while we were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, I was asleep and that happened? No, thank you. Yeah. That's like the one thing with EVP. Like, I don't usually listen to it the same day because I don't. I like to investigate the location. I know a lot of mm-hmm. times on TV, they'll do a quick session and re-listen. I'm like, no, I'm like limited amount of time. I'm I'm yeah. trying to investigate as much as I can. So I don't usually know if I caught anything till a week later at my house or, you know, sometimes on the drive home, maybe I'll play it. But that's like yeah. the surprise. I'm like, oh, we got something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, on the note of running it while you're asleep, that's why a lot of people will run stuff in their house while they're asleep. I don't want to know. Like if I'm asleep and there's something weird happening while I'm asleep, that's paranormal. Fine. As long as you don't wake me up, but I don't want to wake up and listen to this recording and realize there was something else breathing close to me. That was not me or my wife. You know what I mean? That would freak me out. So I, I was thinking about that too. I'm like that poor person sleeping and having all this walking around <laughs> while they're asleep. But the other one that's creepy to me is the next, clip that you yes this Um, next one gave me chills yeah me too because it's so clear and the 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 i i guess just everything surrounding it jim's in the bathroom we were just in the bathroom sorry that's me Because y'all are talking about using the bathroom and then you clearly hear someone say I was in there too. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, you perv ghost, let me use the bathroom alone, <laughs> you know, but what, when y'all listen to that, what was y'all's response? Like, how did y'all react to? Oh, hearing I that? was like shocked. I mean, I was making sure because we tag everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if someone and we don't allow to whisper. So if somebody on our team whispers, we yell at them like, don't whisper. <laughs> um, but and we tag everything. So I was like, wait, that's none of us. And the cool thing is we all pretty much have distinct voices. Uh, yeah. So when I re-listened to it several times, I'm like, that's that's something that was not there. And I sent it to my team and I didn't really say anything. I said, what do you guys think about this? And that's what I usually do when I get a potential clip. I just say, you know, this was in the upstairs, um, you know, upstairs area, blah, 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 blah. Very generic. And everybody came back like, oh, my God, that was the creepiest voice whispering. I was in there, too. Every every single person said the same thing. And I didn't tell them what I thought. And I, I get chills because that house is just very very creepy we get a lot of good evidence yep, there because i didn't mention that was also the monroe house as well yeah which seems to be a very active house for y'all but yeah we've been there a lot but yeah and that's why i wanted to send that too just to say like you know i don't know sometimes i feel like locations if you go to multiple times maybe you'll be more successful mm-hmm. do the spirits know you i don't know like it's another one of the theory yep. that maybe they know your energy you know their energy maybe you'll be able to communicate better yep. again just a theory. I I think you're right. I think they, you know, recognize you and realize, you know, maybe the first time they wonder if you're a threat or whatever. And so they're less willing to communicate, but as they realize you are there more often, they're Mm. more willing to interact because it seems like the owners of a house will get more activity than people they bring in to Mm -hmm. investigate, you know, and we, we've, 
know some people that own a haunted house and he gets a lot of stuff when people aren't there and it's just him. Oh. And it, it, you know, it, I, I think if Matt and I were to go there, they would be quieter just because they don't know us. Yeah. So I, I guess that's possible. But Nicole, I got to say that I, I'm just impressed that y'all rolled up on the Monroe house and said, yeah, we're going to go in here because <laughs> it looks, <laughs> it's creepy as hell. Jeez. <laughs> and there's there's a saying though cuz th- this this clip actually was a year before so this was in March of 2018 and then we went back in in uh what was it April of 2019 for like the Estes stuff but they always say with the Monroe house too like something happens on the way like going to and from like a your car oh, and funny yeah. enough like on the way there in April of 2019 I ran over uh those like warning strips like when mm-hmm. there's construction the temporary runs and it wasn't i guess it wasn't all the way down and it flew up and it hit like my mud flap and ripped it off but my tire was okay oh, so geez. my husband's like should we keep going i'm like yeah let's go <laughs> yeah. and you know he like ripped off the part of it because he you know he, he's he's like he's done truck he's a truck mechanic so he was like well the car's okay so let's keep going i'm like let's keep going and it's not going to scare me away yeah and so. at that point just keep on trucking. I was halfway you know? there. So yeah. I'm like, let's, I paid, let's go. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so the next clip you sent, uh, this is Crown Point Jail in yeah. Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, set that one up for us. Sure. So Crown Point Jail, again, we've been there so many times. A really cool location um, just outside Chicago. It's about an hour and it, it's known for the infamous John Dillinger escape. So just mm-hmm. really cool history, well-preserved. Um, so we do a lot of, we do a lot of like our new experiments there just because we know the building so well. Uh, so this was the Estes method in 2019, uh, March, 2019. And this time Lisa and I are the ones listening. So we're the receivers, we're in the headphones and my husband, Al and his friend, Jim are asking questions uh, on the, on the cell block. And the response that you'll get is interesting. Like me and Lisa keep talking about a number that we're getting in unison um, when the, the guys are asking about like which cell the inmate is in and we cannot hear each other and we cannot hear what the guys are asking. So this is just proof that we are both getting the same thing, two different devices and sitting on opposite sides of the room. So I love yep. this clip. Yeah. That, that adds so much validity to it when you get two different receivers getting the same answer. And like you said, you, you don't know what the question is. So it's not like you could make it up and you don't know what the other person is saying. So you can't just copy them. And it seems to be a direct response to the, the question asked, cause you asked, you know, what, what cell block were you in? And I, if I'm remembering correctly, I'll play it here in a second, but if I'm remembering correctly, it was seven, seven. Yes. Yeah. We were asking what cell, the inmate was in um because we were in like the second floor cell block and mm-hmm. and in unison i'm like seven seven i forget how many times we say it lisa and i back and forth but it's seven 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 yeah crazy crazy yeah it is uh, yeah that is I, that's another one that just kind of makes you go oh hmm, yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> yep what's number? Seven. 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 Wow. 
And so the the fifth clip uh, that we've got, this one I thought was interesting because you get a response, but it's not just a a response. It's a basically a request. Mm -hmm. So this next one, we were doing Estes method in Randolph County. And again, this is in um, Indiana. Indiana has got a cool, a lot of cool uh, locations. This is October, 2019. And, Lisa and I, again, are the receivers wearing the headphones, can't hear anything. Um, we're on the second floor hallway, just kind of sitting, you know, opposite ends while um, the guys are asking questions. And this clip, it kept wanting Jim, our one investigator, to go to the attic. And there is an attic and it's it's supposedly haunted by children. Children were playing up there back in the day because it's, it's an old poor house and then it was turned um like an asylum. And then eventually it became like a nursing home before it closed, you know, typical Midwest poor house. Mm-hmm. And it wanted him to go in the attic. And I kept getting that very strongly on the spirit box. And we eventually did go to the attic, but really didn't get much up there. But it, it was just interesting, like the direction it was telling him. And it was pretty animate, like, go, go, go yeah. up, go up. I heard it. Attic. Wow. <clears throat> Here. Look. Why should we go to the attic? Jim. Again? Really? Attic. Apparently wants me in the attic. Why do you want me to go into the attic? Help me. Yeah. It, 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 in that... That's something I like that when y'all are doing the the sessions, you kind of give the same emphasis that you hear the response mm-hmm. in, uh, which I think brings more to a conversation. Because if you're just listening to it and you're like, go up, go up, <laughs> attic, you know, then it wouldn't oh, be yeah. the same as if he asked something and you're like, attic, go up. And there's some emphasis to it. It feels like a conversation. So mm-hmm. I think it, it brings more for the person asking the questions and those of yeah. us listening as well. Right. And I try to make note if it's a female or male or child. Uh, I know sometimes it's hard, especially if it's getting really chatty, but I'll be sure to be like, you know, that was a woman or that was a female. Because mm-hmm. um, again, I think that can, you know, bring more context to it. Like you were saying, like, oh, that's a child asking that. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. And the next one is the remote clip mm-hmm. that you were mentioning earlier. Yeah. So this was the same location, Randolph County, but this time Lisa was the only one at the location because it was in um, May of 2020. So she was on site at the location with her sister. I was at home with my husband and then Jim was at his home. So we had kind of three separate locations and only one person in the haunted location. Um, and that's when we captured the EVP saying, watch in my home as we were filming this remote Estes that we were doing. And it's interesting when you when you play the clip and if you want to actually see the clip, you could go to the website. But um, we get the word watch and none of us react to it. It was an EVP. We didn't hear it. And then Lisa says, here it comes. So she was getting that huh. in her um, over her spirit box. So it's kind of. And then her 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 video pixelated a little bit, but I'm like, you know, was that just because of the connection? That's what I'm chalking that up to be. But 
it was interesting to kind of see the series of events and get that EVP yeah. in my home. So, so when, when we hear watch on the recording, mm-hmm. that's not a receiver saying the word watch. That's no. And you no. And it, if you watch the video, you, it, you can't, you'll see none of us are talking at that time. If you look closely, like yeah. we're all on the video um, and none of us are saying anything. And how, Matt, how clear is that watch? I know. That's what I was saying, man. It is so clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't sound like us. I feel like we all have pretty distinct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got my Chicago accent. My husband <laughs> does. Like, I feel like we have like strong accents yeah. and like voices. I'm like, that doesn't sound like us either. Yeah. From now, from what I've heard of y'all, it didn't sound like anybody mm-hmm. on the the clip, the receiver or the person asking the questions. Are you able to communicate with Al and Lisa at the same time? Watch. Here it comes. It's today. Huh. Okay. Well, you can tell that it's Lisa that's saying, here it comes, right? Comes, yep. Okay, yep. so you can you can tell a definite difference in the voice between Lisa and whoever says watch. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the two voices. And you certainly know it's not Jim. I mean, no. it, that's Jim talking and asking the questions, right? I mean, so he's got yeah. this, this heavy baritone voice. You know it's not him. <laughs> and I would dare say Jim probably can't whisper. You know, his voice would <laughs> carry. No, Jim, and, and Jim can't, poor Jim, Jim can't hear very well either. He's bad on Estes. <laughs> I mean, God bless him. He was, you know, in Iraq three times, three tours. So, like, he's been, yeah. yeah. But I, so he's like our military guy. He gets a lot, though, because he's got, like, the yeah. military background and yeah, he's still sure. active. But you um, you hear, I yeah, think so it's, it's good because him. his voice is very distinct. So there's there's no chance of a third listener, you know, hearing you presenting this to somebody and saying, listen to what we what we got. You can tell that, okay, this is the this is the question. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. distinct. You understand it and it doesn't match any of the other voices. So, yeah, I, I think it's great. And it gives you at least two voices to compare to the one saying watch. Right. And that's that's when you when you go back and listen to it, you're like, yeah, that's that's freaking. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. really is really wild. You've gotten some of the clearest EVPs that we've heard in a while, uh, yeah. which is impressive and and that's really cool. Um, yeah. But speaking of clear EVPs, now th- this next one has fascinated me since you sent the clips over with the little lead up to it. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and play it. It's a compilation of a bunch of different clips, but I'm going to go ahead and play it now. Thank <laughs> you. 
Showering. And then have you tell us about it because I am so intrigued by this that I, I just I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about this because it it's mm-hmm. it's fascinating to me. Sure. So this is the short version clip I call it. It's called for lack of better words, I've been naming it the screech. So probably about two years ago, I've I've just I've been really noticing this sound and I was like, I need to go back on my investigations and, and clip this together and see where we've gotten this. So, you know, call it like a screech. Sometimes it's more like a breath sound. Um, and I've gotten it. I'm just looking at my notes. The first time I captured it in June of 2009 at Waverly Hills in Kentucky, private investigation. And then the last time was June of 20, June of 2023 this year, a Tinker Swiss cottage in Rockford, Illinois. And total, I've gotten it 32 times on different recorders. So I've gotten it on three different audio recorders. I believe three different cameras, a full spectrum camera and different people's equipment. So not just only mine equipment. Um, So I'm like, okay, it can't be just one piece of equipment. And most of the time we don't hear it in real time. I think there was only a few times we heard it like a disembodied noise. And I I, I did mark that down. Like I have like a spreadsheet going on and it's just really weird. It's a, I haven't really had time to analyze it. Like it's like the project manager and me. I'm trying to like look at all the data and be like, hmm. is there any sort of correlation? I'm trying to get it out there because you know, we, we kind of joked we thought it originated like the Pizer. There's like a Pizer bird in Alton, Illinois, that we're like, well, maybe it's this bird following us around. It's like a pterodactyl. And I was like, okay, hmm. no. <laughs> it does <laughs> have a bird just, quality to it. It does in a lot of them. And it's so similar. I mean, there's clips where if I was using the same piece of equipment, I would chalk it up to like, okay, maybe it's like a malfunction in my, sure. but it's not, it's, yeah. it's, it's really weird. And it's been all different locations. It's been private homes. It's been jails. It's been all over the country. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look now. I mean, it's not just one location. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's weird. The, <laughs> the fact that it is really weird. Um, the fact that you've caught it on multiple pieces of equipment, yeah, to me proves that it's like you said, it's not a malfunction because a lot of people would say, "Oh, well, see, that's her yeah. audio recorder yeah. malfunctioning and just giving a hiss or a, a screech of some kind." But it's been multiple different pieces of equipment, multiple different locations, and mm-hmm. it always seems to follow you for this long. Well, I listen. I listen to my evidence. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I, I, some people on my team, like, come on, listen to your evidence, but you know, choking aside. Yeah. 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 And it, you said 32 times and correct. Yep. It's to me, it, it seems like something that is interested in you that it either follows you, you know, is attached to you in some way or something. And I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say or anybody mistake me saying that you are, you know, what is it? Um, you're not possessed by something. You're not, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. we we've talked a lot about spirit attachments and spirit guides. Mm-hmm. And I've been told I have a guide 
that I just need to listen to them more and maybe they'll keep me out of trouble. I don't know if that's the case or not, but anyway, um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, a lot of people seem to have something attached to them. And I'm wondering if maybe it is something attached to you that is unable to communicate properly. And so when they try to communicate, all we hear is a screech. Maybe there's, mm-hmm. uh, if there was a way to modulate that audio in some way that, you know, bring the lows up or mm-hmm. something that you might be able to hear more of what's happening that maybe our ears just hear a screech, but there could be a full sentence or something in there. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point. Like most of the time, I mean, when I listen to my audio and clip things, I really don't manipulate it in mm-hmm. any way. Um, I may amplify it, but I never really try to play things backwards or, am- or, uh, change any of like the tones or reduce noise. So, I mean, now I'm curious to play around with it more. Yeah. Um, Cause it's been pretty consistent. I mean, I'm looking now, I mean, there was like a small break, but that was during COVID where I didn't really investigate much and I had two kids. So, I mean, right. so it's like it jumped back, you know, 2023 of this year when I started really picking things up again. So I've gotten it. Yep. Four times already this year. Wow. Yeah. And it it's, like when I listen to that, that clip, I was fascinated because it does seem to be the same screech yes. in <laughs> multiple sure locations. Does. Yeah. Yeah. It, I thought for a minute there that like I thought I was listening to a CD again and it was skipping because it was the <laughs> same screech, you know, and I'm like, oh, Wait yeah. Minute, yeah, what's that going on? Right but, in the middle where it's got kind of four or five right in a row. And it like it changes pitch a couple times, mm-hmm. but it you can tell it's the exact same sound. That yeah, when I heard that, I was like, "Wait a minute, yeah. is this?" And then I realized that it was each one was a different episode mm-hmm. of that happening. Yeah, it's like that's just that's bizarre. That it is just yeah, so like strange. a sh- yeah. I mean, I have like a short clip and a longer clip. The longer clip, I think, is like two minutes, but that includes like some of the talking that we may have been doing. Um, but yeah, the short one, it's just like I put them all together and tried to eliminate as much of the other extraneous noise. You could just hear them all. It's about like, I think, 50, 50 seconds long. Yeah. 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 But it's weird. I it like, sure is. And my husband, yeah, my husband was the one like he's like, you should start really writing. And I did. I I think over the course of like a month, I just went back and I'm very organized and I'm grateful for that. And I just started putting all the data and putting everything together. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is very odd because I'm looking now. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten Kentucky, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Wisconsin, Ohio, Iowa, yeah, all over. Wow. So, yeah, you can't say, well, it's something in that location. Mm-mm. You know, it's not a specific location. So it's got to be something with you. That And to me, uh, the first thing I thought was, because we've seen it before in audio clips where it just sounds like white noise or breathing or a scream. But then when you modulate it, you can pick out like vocal tones where I think the one that uh, I'm thinking about um, it was one that friends of ours did. And when they first played it, 
it just sounded like a demonic type scream, you know, just something screaming. And they played around with the audio and they were able to get it to where you heard individual things being said quickly in there. Now you couldn't pick out what the words were, but you could tell it was a voice making words that Mm -hmm. we just couldn't understand. So I'm wondering if maybe the screech is something like that, something trying to relate something to you, but is not in our spectrum of being able to hear it. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's, a, that's an interesting point. And, you know, you're right. We have, we, you know, they either slow it down or, or speed it up or, or, or take out yeah. highs and lows. And you, you really get some more, um, I don't know. You, you get the differences in there, but I, I think, I think it's incredible, um, that you, that you have this much evidence on this one particular thing. I mean, <laughs> it'd be one thing if you cut four or five times, that's interesting. Yeah. 32 times. That's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. just, it, it blows God, me I'm, away. I'm very transparent. Like if people want the original clips, I will send them to them. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's just odd. And I know I've been asked, like people said, well, do you put anything next to your recorders? Um, like, do you plug in any sort of external mic, a 360 microphone or any other devices? No, I mean, not consistently. So I don't have any other pieces of equipment next to the recorder. Yeah. To get um, bleed over maybe, or anything. Yeah. Maybe here and there's something, but I'm like, oh no, it's sometimes it's just the recorder in these locations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't have anything plugged into it. Uh, and like I said, like one of these was my, my husband's full spectrum camera that he made. I um, mean, the audio, I'll be honest, is kind of poor on that one just because of, of the way it is. And we still got it. And that was a newer one. We caught that at uh, Crown Point Jail in 2019 when he was walking through the cell block and we didn't hear it in real life. Yeah. So that was a piece of equipment that, you know, was kind of his baby and he mm-hmm. made. But it's been a different thing. So that's what's weird. Um. And I want to do, I just haven't had time. I want to do more tinkering. So I think I'm going to start playing around with the audio. Like you said, I just, I'll be honest, I haven't had time and I'm I'm not that well versed with audio like that. Um, But it's intriguing. Yeah. Well, Well, if you go ahead, if you come up with anything, holler at us, let us know. (laughs) Uh, Or like in another opinion. Yeah. Cause you guys are so good with like audio um, that I love to give people's opinion. That's why I'm trying to get it out there. Like, what is it? If we can debunk it, that's fine with me, but it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll see if our, our equipment can do anything with it. Um, we don't have, I got a little bit, like I can play around with the, the mm-hmm. pitch and stuff a little bit, but what we use doesn't do a whole lot, but I'll see what I can find out. And if I find anything, mm-hmm. I'll send it back over to you. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. And, and we know people. Yeah, <laughs> we know people that can. Yep. Yeah. But um, just re- uh, real quick, Nicole, you you focus on the audio aspect of your investigations, but um, you know your your team is there collecting whatever evidence you find. Give us some examples of some other evidence that you guys have collected uh, at at some of these places. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. So we do have a couple pictures of shadow people we've we've collected. One was taken by myself, which is a regular old school digital camera. I think it was like seven megapixels, and that was at uh, Moundsville in West Virginia, Penn. 
And that was just me going around taking pictures. I believe it was in the um, psych ward and that's on the website. Uh, we have another great picture of a shadow person at the Lincoln theater in, in Decatur, Illinois. And this is I think back in 2013. Um, no, probably before that, but um, it was taken by my cousin, Jason. And it was interesting because back then Frank's box were very popular and, Rosemary Island Guiley was there running a session and she always said when she turned on the box shadow people seemed to be attracted hmm. to that box. So we got a really cool picture from the Lincoln Theater and it's like you could just see the outline of it. Um, oh, wow. That's on the website as well. Um, as well as we got some interesting captures um, with like the flare. We've had like a like using the flare gun um, or like the screen. We've had mm -hmm. like cold spots we've we've seen in some of the theaters as well. And then probably one of our coolest clips is from our, is from another gym, Jim Gracek. And we were at, uh, it's right on the, it's in Savannah, Illinois, right on the, and the river. It's the, it's a Haven crest castle. It's called. And at first we thought it was a mirror, but his Sony night shot caught this figure. And we found out it's, it's a window and it's about, 15 feet up so you can't just walk past it and it goes across really quickly and it was captured in november and it was self-illuminating because it was bright hmm. so that was interesting like we have that clip as well and well it was a great catch because when you first look at it you're like is that like a is that a win and it was a window and this figure goes right by it and it looks like it's dressed in period clothing oh, wow. <laughs> so cool. um I'm trying to do more and more video. It's just hard sometimes to watch it. I feel like video is harder to review, obviously, than audio. Yeah. But it just seems like audio spirits are able to communicate more. Yeah. I don't know if it's easier. Um, I think so. I, I think yeah. manifesting physically seems like it would take more energy mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. just being able to manipulate an, an audio device. So I think I think you're right that you get more... If, if you're using audio stuff rather mm -hmm. than strictly video and asking them, Hey, show yourself, you know, you're probably more likely to get someone talking to you than showing you stuff. Mm -hmm. Adam. Yeah. We got some interesting clips with like the SLS. Um, there's a couple from the Monroe house. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. we got, yeah. So we have some of that. We have, we use the Xbox connect kind mm -hmm. of like half. Yeah, um, we, yeah, everything's on the website. So I mean, feel free to peruse, and people have questions. I have nothing to hide. Like, uh, we ask we away. Have, we have had an uh, an experience with the SLS camera. So yeah, yeah, we we, <laughs> we were involved in a in a in a hunt that was pretty. Yeah, that that we was were, probably the most exciting thing that happened that night. But it was cool. <laughs> yeah, um, we were at the Thomas House Hotel, and there. Oh, Thomas. In, yeah. In the hallway that we were in, it's supposed to have a kid's spirit mm -hmm. there. And so we had the SLS going and about four or five feet. Well, it was further than that, but in, in front of us a little ways, there was like a, a three to four foot tall stick figure that showed up. Right. And so we did the whole thing. Can you raise your right leg? You know, and it did. And then we said, can you raise your left hand? And it raised it. So Matt went down there and we kind of guided him to across the hall from it. And we mm -hmm. said, can you reach out and grab Matt's hand? And he put his hand out and you saw the hand on the stick figure reach out toward Matt's hand. 
And shortly after that, it blipped out and went away. But, mm-hmm. you know, to me, seeing that on there and then capturing Matt beside it and then it going away proved to me that it wasn't a glitch or that it wasn't mm-hmm. picking anything else random up. Oh, yeah. So I, I think the SLS cameras are good for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mapping figures. Did you, did you spend the night there then? No, did we didn't. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's a fun place. It is yeah. fun. And it's a, it's only, it's not even an hour from my house. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I, 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 uh, I know the owner personally and it's, uh, yeah, I, I but yeah, I want to get back down there. Every, I want to bring my husband. When we went up there for this thing. <laughs> It was so popular. I think by the time we got our tickets to go, it had the rooms were sold out. So yeah. you oh, okay. you could come up there for the investigation, but you couldn't spend the night. Which you know that it it all worked out. Um, but we had to leave sooner than we had wanted to. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was addicted to sweet tea when I was down there. I, think I, I was like, yeah. this is yeah. great. Now you yeah, know how I we been... live. <laughs> to to me, unsweet tea is sacrilegious. So, <laughs> <laughs> But you have written a book, and I'll put it up here for our yeah. people Shameless watching plug. the videos. Um, <laughs> there you go. Estes Method and EVPs, <laughs> The Search for Ghostly Voices by Nicole Tito. Um, and... I suggest if you're interested in the Estes method, you're interested in EVPs and all that stuff, go pick up the book. Um, you won't be disappointed. Um, tell us where can people buy the book? Where can people get in touch with you and see some of your investigations and all that stuff? So definitely for the book, you can buy it off Amazon. You could get it um, paperback version and or Kindle, whatever you like. Um, if you want an autographed copy, come on over to the website that I run. It's ghostly-voices.com and you can order it through there and I will send it um, to you directly and I'll autograph it however you like. And uh, ghostly dash ghostly-voices.com is where I have all the evidence. Okay. So I update it as much as I can um, with investigations this year, we're a little bit busier. So um, I do have more evidence coming out and I have it categorized in different ways. So you could just go straight to like my Estes page. You could go to the screech page I have as well. And then I have my evidence by like location. So by States chronological order, however you want to see it, I probably have it (laughs) categorized that way. Um, and that's why I just, I'll have the location, a little bit of blurb about it and then whatever we've captured. And you could contact me on the website as well. If you ever have questions, um, my email and phone number on there as well. Cool. So I get, yeah, I just like to get everything out there and, and I'll, get people's opinions. I'll put a link, uh, in the show notes to your website so that people can go over there. And, uh, if you're into this will be coming out and there'll be, it'll be the Friday before Halloween, but you do have a Halloween countdown <laughs> clock on your website, which I think I is cool. Do. Yeah, um, Matt, we may have to steal that idea from her, oh, but yeah. don't tell her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we we but. tried to, we tried to put one on uh, our our Echo Show in the kitchen. We're like, we need a oh, we need yeah. a Halloween countdown, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> we we weren't we weren't successful, but you know, ha- <laughs> Halloween uh, Halloween is big at both of our houses, so yeah. 
Yeah, we'll yeah. just go over to ghostly-voices.com and watch her countdown. Yeah. I think that'll be good. Um, but Nicole, thank you so much for being on tonight and for sharing the audio clips with us. Fascinating to me. I know Matt is fascinated by it too, but that that screech, I can't get over that screech thing following you around. I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. So. <laughs> I say, come investigate with us. Maybe yep. it'll follow that you guys don't leave me. <laughs> well, it'll probably follow Matt because Matt's a little bit sensitive to these things. So it, okay. it'll probably follow him around me. They'll try a little bit and go, that dumb redneck can't figure out what I'm trying to say and just leave. So, <laughs> but uh, we do appreciate it. And we'll have to get you back on um, before too long. Maybe when you get some more evidence or. If you mm -hmm. figure out what the screech is or if I can figure out something with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nicole. We we really appreciate Thank it. You. And, I, and I know our listeners appreciate it and have enjoyed uh, hearing all this. So, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Once again, thank you to Nicole Tito. Um, we've got uh, links to her website um, in the show notes. So be sure and go, go check her out. Um, you know, a lot of really compelling evidence and a lot of fun tonight, uh, talking with Nicole. Um, when you're done checking out all that stuff, just slide right over to our website, which is graveyardpodcast.com. And there you can find links to purchase graveyard tells merchandise. You can listen to the show and you can become a patron. And, and we always want to thank everyone who has donated to the work that Adam and I do. Um, don't forget to go and rate and review us on iTunes. It helps bring us up the chart and that just allows people to find the graveyard easier. Mm -hmm. Man, a lot of fun tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. And until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard. See you soon.